Hello, everybody, and welcome back to yet another episode of the Blue Collar Syndicate Show. Myself, John, and Albert, uh, yet again. Today, there's unfortunately nobody with us, but how are you doing, Albert? I'm all right. How about yourself? Good, 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 good. You bought new equipment, so we've been spending the past, holy, a long fucking time. Yeah, <laughs> well, we did quite a bit of bullshitting, but it's been a few weeks. Yeah, I bought a new uh, interface. It's got four channels, so... Now, when we do have guests, it should be a lot simpler to set up and quality should be a little better. Mm-hmm. Pretty excited about it. Not going to lie. Yeah. Yeah. We were, before we hit the record button, we were talking about how other people have big post-production teams and producers and everyone that does everything. So when it's just two buffoons, it takes a little bit of time for us to learn what we're doing. So just us testing everything before we deliver it. Yeah. Well, and like I was saying, I was always so got to get this little background noise out, got to get this little thing, trying to get everything perfect. And, you know, some of these big name podcasts I listen to, I I catch a lot of seeing the new perspective from the audio engineering side that I have with my, you know, free garage band and stuff, seeing their, their little quirks. And I'm like, man, I'm focusing a little too hard. It's for what we're doing, you know, every couple of weeks and we're just doing it in people's shops and garages and there's no studio, no sound deadening, mm-hmm. no post-production. There's no styrofoam on the walls cutting out sound and shit. No, I think we're doing pretty good. Yeah. The good part is it's getting warmer out. So we're going to have to use less and less of that furnace. Yeah. Until it gets too hot and we're going to have to figure out how to use more and more of the swamp cooler. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna, the videos are we're going to have to be start, start rated R. We're fucking shirtless. Yeah. And they're going to see, because Hudson, not as bad as where you live, Roggin, but the flies. Bro. You're going to see a few meltdowns trying to kill a fly. It got 50, 60 degrees for a few days, and the goat heads just magically appeared. They're <laughs> fucking everywhere. Yeah. Roggin is bad. The goat heads and the flies are fucking, they're on one out there. flies yet. Not yet. We have a fuckload of goat heads. Wait, wait, what, another month or two, and yeah. your whole ceiling's going to be like a those little fly ribbons falling down everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was like that when we moved in, like even before we moved in together, cause she was already out there. There was flies everywhere. So I, I'm going to be very, um, I don't know what the word is active. <laughs> your, like, ni- your ninja skills are going to be on point. Yeah. I'm going to be fucking sniping flies out of the sky. Yeah. So you got anything new or exciting you want to talk about before we just read off some of my notes and go down some rabbit holes? Mm, I'm just learning how to market because I don't know fucking shit. Yeah, marketing's hard. We talked a little bit about this when we were testing the audio. Um, yeah, the, the I think this year is going to be a little quirky for everybody. Yeah. You know, the, the inflation's still climbing, and the government tries to say it's not as bad as it looks, which is funny. I found out in their inflation numbers, they're not including grocery or fuel. Yeah, they're not including the biggest drastic change there ever yeah. is. They're like, there's no inflation if you take these three things out. Inflation, fuel, and something else they're taking out. And they're like, um, yeah, put those in and then tell me. Yeah, we're not sending any money to Ukraine. I mean, we've only sent them fucking $3, billion, $3 trillion. Yeah, and nothing to Ohio where the trains derailed. Yeah, it's fucking <laughs> stupid. Yeah, no, I think it's going to be a weir- weird year because I think everyone's going to have to get a little more budget-minded, so... You know, those expenses that aren't mandatory are going to slim down and people who shop at King Supers are going to start going back to Walmart. And mm-hmm. Well, yeah, my thing is just, just because 
you know, our backgrounds, you know, when you sit in equipment and, you know, be laborers and operators for years on end and, you know, there was no schooling. We, I mean, we went, from, we, went, we went from high school to the workforce. It's starting a brand or, you know, starting a company. I mean, you, you, you understand the profit loss. You understand you need to make money and all that shit. But for me on my end, I know fuck nothing about marketing on how to get my stuff out there, how to portray messages and all the, all those types of things. So I'm constantly learning that and always doubting myself if I'm doing it wrong or right. So it's a struggle. Yeah. And then when you're trying to incorporate social media into everything, it's like, well, when you have a full-time job and then you do this and then you go to the gym and then you do all these other things like, well, I don't even know what I'm supposed to be doing for social media marketing. So I'm, it's, it's a struggle. Yeah. And then I know when you're like trying to find advice on it, everybody's got a different opinion. People tell you, go all in on TikTok. Other people tell you don't because it's going to get banned. Other people tell you, make sure you use all these hashtags. Other people say don't. People say pay for content. Other people say don't. So it's always yeah. like, what do you do? Yeah. And nowadays, I mean, I get people go to school for marketing and they go for social media and all that thing, all those things. So they tr- they're good at it and they charge money for it, which I get. But I'm not at that point to be able to like, here's $300 a month to help me. You know, where's the people that are like what we talked about before? How do we get to the next spot to where I have the $300 monthly just to blow on marketing? How do we, where's the people that are willing to teach me to that way? They, as, as I get better, they now have more clientele if they're, if that's where they're trying to get, you know, cause everyone's like, oh yeah, I can help you, but it's going to cost you, bro. Yeah. How do I get to the spot to afford that shit first yeah all the i can't even make online sales (laughs) exactly that's what was my frustration with searching out content especially for being like a business owner it's like everybody who don't get me wrong there's a lot of people putting out content but maybe eight out of ten of them their content starts once your company reaches a like a level five Mm -hmm. there's not a lot of content from going from level one to five and then they show you how to get from five to ten which is cool but when you're still at level two, I'm still at point seven. <laughs> or Jesus. yeah, or yeah. It, the, I I know I bitched about it on an, one of the earlier episodes we did, but there's that 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 gap where there's a bunch of people who put out content. This is how you get rolling. This is how you start up. This is how you how you do this, that, and the other. But then it jumps, like I said, to step five. Mm-hmm. Then there's a bunch of people who go, this is how you go from making six figures to seven figures. This is how you do a multi-million dollar buyout. It's like, dude, I'm trying to pay my mortgage this month. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm already started. I'm already going, but I'm stuck. You know, I'm, I'm walking through quicksand here. Mm-hmm. And they're like, okay, well, when you get to the other side of the quicksand, you know, this is how you can turn yeah, it when, in. Yeah, when you get through that shithole, come talk to me. <laughs> Bro, help me get through the shithole. For real, that's all I'm saying is I wish there was a little more content about, you know, navigating the shithole. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, because like I said, like we had dinner at the beginning of the month and we had chicken, you know, put in the, you know, pull the wishbone, make oh, a wish. Yeah. I, I won and I was like, okay, I want to make one online sale this month. <laughs> and we're halfway through. I was like, I'm not going to make it. Yeah. And then my hard thing is, when you know when you get busy obviously you drive and then when i'm you know busy working you don't have time to sit there and record yourself you don't have time to create content and all the all those types of things i'm i'm sure driving it's a little bit more limited on your industry but the creativity side is a struggle for me because i can how do i portray the same message in different ways yeah. it's really hard well uh-huh. i do i you want to know what i did okay i went down to denver with a sign asking people if they wanted to wear my shit, wear my brand and I could take pictures of them. And I was very uncomfortable doing that. 
I am uncomfortable just going to Denver. <laughs> Dude, I walked around the park for 30 to 30 minutes to an hour with my sign rolled up in my arm. Just trying to get the confidence to like stand there like you want to you want to do this? <laughs> and I mean, I I got a couple. I I no, like a couple. A, a man and girl bore my stuff, so I'm working on editing their photos. But dude, it was uncomfortable. But I, there's there's the only way to get the content is by going out there and doing it. To get other people wearing the stuff, I had to go find the people. Yeah. So I carry around a backpack of rocket gear in my camera now in my in my truck. That's a good idea. Yeah, I know. Like a big issue, like in my industry, like uh, I would say I'm probably in the my business's Instagram page is probably in the top twenty of hotshot guys, mm-hmm. you know, maybe top 10, top 15, somewhere in there, ten, somewhere between 20 and 10, I'd say. Okay. And people always think that's impressive, but I'm like, the problem is I don't have 1500 customers following me. I got a thousand other hotshot guys following me. So it's like, it's cool and it's, it's fun. And I have gotten a few customers off of social media. Mm-hmm. So, but it's not like this, Oh, there we go. Now I got a thousand new customers thing. Yeah. It's like you're you're doing this just so a lot of people in the same same industry can like it, you know. It's like you with you know, your branding, you're you're putting it out there and a lot of people, you know I'm saying you know a lot. <laughs> you put it out there and how many of those people that are liking it are current customers versus new. And you gotta figure out how to get those new ones to come look and grab and get their attention and get them to really sink into what you're putting out there and it's a, it's a rough one yeah especially because like you like you said so many people are here's how you pull an llc here's how you decide if you want to make your own shirts or do drop shipping here's all this stuff um oh and then the next step here's how you get your shirt into walmart like mm-hmm. okay what about the in between there there's a little bit of a gap that would it'd be nice to see some help yeah for sure because just just like thinking for for like you and things that i've learned you want to obviously you want to engage with your with your social media so you want to comment on other people so that way they people that read comments see you but you also you want your your comments to be purposeful i guess and then you also want to follow the people so like if you wanted to haul for fucking hertz rentals you want to go follow hertz and you want to go follow the president and then you want to follow all these people and then i'm like okay for rocket who do i want to follow like i follow Sean Whalen and some other clothing brands and some other people, but it's like, I don't know anybody other, other people. So I'm trying to find books and authors and like David Goggins, you know, type people and all those other people and clothing brands. It's like, I just don't know. And then, then my thing is instead of sitting there scrolling, I need to make sure I can actively engage and I'm using the right profile to do that. So that way when they were like this person commented, Oh, it says it's rocket. Let's go check out rockets page. Yeah. That's a good point. That's probably something I don't do enough. And then I guess the other hard part too would be like when you are seeking out like how to learn something, learning from people who are at the same level, like especially with the branding stuff. I know a lot of people, they're like, oh, uh, you know, there's a pay to play aspect to it. And it's like, uh, it's like with trucking, there's a lot of hotshot trucking people give advice, but some of it's irrelevant because they did things like, Maybe they worked for a company for 20 years, cashed out a 401k and had this $100,000 cash pot to start with. Mm -hmm. They didn't start with a Capital One card with a $3,000 limit. So it's like some of their 
some of their advice, like I got a guy, I was asking him, I was like, how'd you get in real good with all these rental companies? Cause he hauls a lot for like Herc rentals, United rentals and, uh, and all of that. But one of the things he said, you know, and he, he knew it, but it was like one of those things I don't think a lot of people realize is he was a cop for a long time, cashed out his pension, started his hotshot company, but he was able to stay at home and wait for that phone to ring. That way he could jump as soon as that mm. phone rang. See, I'm in an, a different position where I can't sit at home that long. Like I can sit at home for a certain amount of time and then a certain amount of time passes by and you're like, okay, bills are coming in now. I can't keep waiting. And then sure as shit, as soon as you leave town on a random load, that person you were waiting to call calls. Oh yeah. You can't help them out. And then they're a little more hesitant to call you again. So that's like the, the branding thing. I know there's a lot of guys who started some successful clothing brands and they talk about how easy it is, but they forget like, well, I took my book sales from writing this book and I had half a million dollars to advertise and to build an inventory and Mm -hmm. all this, that, and the other. It's like, I don't know. Because you got to be more self-conscious. I try to do it, but I'm just a nobody. Yeah, and I'm not trying to knock them. They've built very successful stuff. And, you know, it's just when you come from a different area and a different perspective and outlook on things, it's... It's challenging, but yeah. you know, I'm, I'm, I'm willing to learn it. Oh, it's yeah. just hard and to, you know, br- beat it through your thick skull. Yeah. Not that there's anything wrong with doing things that way. It's just, it's frustrating when some people say, oh, it's so easy. You just have to pay a consultant $700 a month. It's like, well, that'd be great if I had an extra $700 a month. Yeah. I don't have $700. You know, so <laughs> it's not that the advice isn't good. It's just not relevant. So it's like, don't tell me it's so easy because it's not all easy when you're coming from, you know, left field and you came from right field. It's there's just, it's just different is all it is. Mm-hmm. So hopefully it'll all work out. But I think this year will be a doozy for kind of everybody, not just branding, but everybody, you know, the just econ- small business in general, trying yeah. to get out there and make, you know, generate those sales and those clientele and those relationships. Yeah. Well, this fucking fly is going to piss me off. I don't, it, the good thing is he's not picking up on the headphones, so he's staying quiet. He's annoying me. <laughs> no, it'll be a rough year. Hopefully it turns around. Hopefully the better weather starts bringing some, some work for everybody, not just me, and, but mm-hmm. everybody. This is a problem when the economies get so bad, it's kind of a wealth transfer because just like the, how I was saying that guy was able to sit at home and wait it out and get those phone calls. And then one phone call leads to two leads to 10. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing that happens with some small businesses. We get in these areas where we're like, hey, we only got this many days left before we got a serious money problem. Where a big business, they can do things like shut equipment down, sell some equipment, maybe lay off three employees and they can keep rolling. But there's a lot of people who it's make or break all year long. And the worse the economy is, the more likely it is you're going to break it than make it. So yeah. hopefully yeah. it turns around because... The problem is then after that slump, you come out of that slump and then the only people left standing are the big guys. And then it's, what do you do at that point? I don't know. Restart? Join the big guys? Yeah. I'm kind of at the point where I only want to join the big big guys if I absolutely have to. I'm kind of on the path of just like self-happiness. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I want to live a life. Well, I want to get to the point where I can live a life where I don't need the big people where I can just be like, yeah, I'm going to fucking hang out at home today. I'm going to go fucking, we're going to go on this trip for a week and in a couple months because I can and blah, blah, blah. That's kind of where I want to go. I I just want to be able to live this nice, relaxing life. Not, 
I got to work 50 hours a week for the next 70 years. Uh, my back hurts already. You want to be that guy that I used to get mad at? Like, why is he always calling sick? Fucking lazy guy. It's not that he was lazy. He just could. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't <laughs> Me, wanna... on the other hand, I was that guy saying, I need 50 hours, not 40. I need 50. Yeah. <laughs> and the, I don't want to be able to call in because I can't, I want to be able to be able to make that money. Be like, yeah, I don't, I don't need to work today. Like I can work in a couple weeks if I needed to. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of where I want to get to. That'd be, I think everybody hopes to get to that spot one day. Yeah. Cause I, we've, Stacy and I have had this conversation. The times are changing where people don't want to work 60 years and just get that watch anymore. Yeah. We don't, we don't live no, in that world anymore. That's gone. That is gone. And the good thing is I think when we started in the workforce, that is, was a, a major battle. Mm-hmm. Like I applied to some companies and they're like, you've had three jobs in the last five years. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, those are rookie numbers compared to some of my friends. <laughs> yeah, those are, <laughs> <laughs> like, that's very true. I have a friend, we both have a friend that has probably had eight jobs in a year. One, one I've talked to him about maybe coming on and specifically talking about some of those issues and wh- why he did that and if he thinks that was a good or bad thing. Because he looks back and, I think he thinks it's excessive. Like looking back, mm-hmm. you know, hindsight's always twenty twenty. But I used to give him so much shit when we were younger. And he's like, "Yeah, I'm starting a new job." I was like, "You started a new job last week." <laughs> yeah, who's it for today? But Be- yeah. I mean, before you know it, you're going you you ran through the entire town companies. Yeah, he he made you're the, have to move to a different state just to work for a different company. He made the comment to me uh, before tax season was over. He's like, "Dude, I think this is the first year since I've like ever that I only had to wait for one W two." Jesus. <laughs> So it's like, but I mean, that's just, that's an example of excessive, but that is gone. Like, mm-hmm. like you said, people don't want to work somewhere for 25 years. And we talked about it a little bit about we're just faster paced. You can get a college education on YouTube these days. It's like, I'm, I don't want to get raises because I was here for 10 years. I want to get raises because I'm better than somebody. Mm-hmm. And if I'm better then give me my raise. And if you don't, I'm going to go find somebody who will. It's almost like the union. I'm not here, you know, union works off of seniority. I'm not here for the fucking 20 year. I don't want to, how do, how do I say this? I want the job because I'm qualified, not because I've been sitting on my ass for 20 years. Yeah. Well, not it's not even sitting on your ass. I mean, that is a huge problem. Don't get me wrong. But I just, I see places where they're like, you know, you're good, you're here, but you just, you need to put more time in. It's like, why? If I'm good, I'm good. Yeah. You know. I'm a, I'm a peacock cap. I want to fly. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, if you're bad, you're bad. You, they should let those people go. That was always problem with the union. And that's what gives the union a bad look. I think from a non-union guy's perspective, I've always heard these stories and I've seen these stories where it's like, you can't get rid of a guy because of his seniority, mm-hmm. like his job, uh, how good he is or isn't at his job becomes irrelevant. And then to me, that's a roadblock to a younger guy in the union. Yeah. He's like, but yeah, that's what I was trying to get at. Yeah. The 20-year guy gets the job because of seniority when the guy that's been here for 17 put, has put in the work of 30 years, but he's not getting it because 20-year guy's ahead of him. Yeah, that's. I think that'll be a problem the union faces too because, I don't know. We've talked about it. We're hoping to get a union person on the show eventually because I'd love to go back and forth with them about some. Let's chat about the union. Yeah, some, some things because I find a lot of things interesting about the union and I find a lot of ignored perspectives about it. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, just a teaser. One of my biggest things is a lot of pro union people forget the fact that the union is constantly getting 
uh, subsidized by the government, which means it's getting subsidized by taxpayers, which is a bunch of non-union people as well. So it's like, there's a roundabout, I mean, there's a big, uh, I don't know how you'd say that. There's a big circle the union goes in between whether it's good or bad. Okay. So hopefully, I I don't want to run my mouth too much, but it'd be cool, I think, to get someone on here who can who can actually talk about it good, bad, and indifferent. Kind of educate us a little bit. That way we can bounce back and forth off of each other and, you know, uh, more of a healthy debate. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because I'm definitely ignorant because I've never been a union person. Yeah. But I think that also allows me to have the outside perspective of a union. It's a lot different to look at the union. From the outside looking in? Yeah, when you're in it and you're making a bunch of good money. Like, or not making good money and on strike, but... Or sitting on the wait list of waiting to get hired. Yeah, whatever the case may, do, may be, it might be hard to see why, why Albert thinks the union is dumb. Yeah. <laughs> but that'll be cool. Anyway, what else you want to chit-chat? Um, Check out some of my notes. I yeah. Have, I, I had a couple of good ones. I think just kind of what we've been chit-chatting for the past few minutes, we might as well just keep going on... What the fuck? <laughs> well, we just found one technical glitch. Keep your phone away from the interface. Yeah, I think the magnet. Jesus. Interesting. Yeah. Um, since we've been chit-chatting the past few minutes, we should just keep going because you have one that's down. What advice do you have for young people? So, I mean, that kind of ties in oh, yeah. pretty good to what we've been talking about. So, the note says, what advice for young people, um, 18 to 21-year-olds, you know, I'm 31, almost 32. You're what? 30? 29? 30. 30? See, so yeah, I mean, we have a little, I mean, a little bit of life experience compared to the fucking 60, 70 year olds, but I mean. I'm tenured. Yeah, we're <laughs> tenured. So, we, I mean, we can. Funny story. Can I used to bit. think the word tenured was 10 yeared. Did you know that? Or did you think that too? Think what? So, tenured is T E N U R E D. That just means you're established. That doesn't mean you were there for 10 years. That's bullshit. I thought it was 10 years. <laughs> exactly. I, that's not how it works, dude. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Google, Google the word, the definition for tenured. T-E-N-U-R-E-D. Mm, I don't know if I like this. <laughs> I, I, yeah. Up until like a few months ago, I, I legit thought it was 10 yeared. Oh, what happened to all my browsers? Oh, I'll, I'll worry about that later. Yeah. I had like 13 browsers on my thing and now they're all gone. Yeah, you can be 10 yeared in two years or 20. It's not the same word. It's not 10 years? <laughs> yeah, it's not 10 years. Yeah, I'll, I'll worry about this later. <laughs> <laughs> Look it up. You're going to be like, God damn it. It's one of those, I was today years old. Yeah, I was today years old. <laughs> 10, how do you spell it? T-E-N-U-R-E-D. 10 year in, okay, 10 year. So it says the 10 year of act. Oh, that's when it was established. Fuck that. Um... Any fucking day, John, would be great. Oh, oh yeah. I just don't know what I'm looking for. Definition of tenure. Yeah, there you tenure, go. Tenure. The conditions under which land or buildings are held or occupied. Tenure. The holding of an office. It's a verb. Give someone a permanent post, especially as a teacher or professor. Exactly. So when you hear a professor saying, I'm tenured, that just means the college has guaranteed them their job. Doesn't mean they've been there for 10 years. Bullshit. <laughs> I, I thought it was like a contract. You had a 10-year contract. Nope. It just means you're guaranteed your spot. Well, guys, my <laughs> stupidity is showing today. John was today years <laughs> yeah. old. That's okay. I'm not going to lie. I had that moment like three months ago. That's funny. Uh, but no, uh, the reason I picked that age, though, 
was because that is it it stemmed off a video I watched where people this guy was saying uh people are always saying, Oh, you're in your twenties, it's your time to party and get crazy and do all the stupid shit. Mm-hmm. And then this the, his whole point was, fuck that. That's your time to build your foundation. Like, don't go party. Don't go get drunk. Don't go do all this shit. Start saving. Start your 401k. Start your Roth. Start all this stuff. You're going to be grateful you did it later. Yeah. And I, I agreed and disagreed. I was, I think I was a good balance in my early 20s. I definitely partied hard, and I definitely worked a lot. But there's also, this day and age, it seems like they're getting cur- encouraged to do the party hard part and not the work part. Yeah, we definitely, the way the world has changed from when we were that age, it's definitely more focused on partying. Yeah. At least for what I see. It's freedom, happiness, this, that, yeah, and the other. I just want to be free. Don't tie me down. Yeah. That is uh, why I was thinking of it because I was like, you know, I agree. You don't want to be 30 exploring your first alcoholic drink or trying to party till six and go to work at seven. Mm-hmm. Like that's going to be rough shit when you're 30, 40 or 50 plus. I mean, there's guys that do it, but they trust me. They look like they do it. But I, I think you should do that when you're younger, but I don't think it should be the way they're encouraging it. This, these days, these days they're like only work eight hours a week, you know, work from home 75, 85% of the time. And if you have to go to work, that's bullshit. Eight hour days are too much. And you should just party and go to raves and go to bars and sleep with 9,000 people, do all this crazy shit. And it's like, no. Have the freedom without the repercussions. Yeah. There needs, I think you need to be a little more the way I was, which is, yeah, party hard, but work hard. Be held accountable. Definitely. Yeah. Cause I remember talking, you know, you, you saying the eight hours, there's a video of some Starbucks mm-hmm. chick complaining, they're making me work 40 hours. Is this it? is unacceptable. How dare they? They can't do this. It was a dude. Whatever. <laughs> they were complaining. Yeah. I don't care. Are they them? Uh, <laughs> they them. <laughs> uh, I identify as she and it because I am the shit. Yeah. Ever since I was 21 years old, I never had a job that was 40 hours or less. Never. No. no. And I... Look, I get it. Working more than 40 hours a week does suck at times. But it's also rewarding in a, in a, on a beneficial side, depending on, I guess, taxes and where you live and you know how it's all... Every situation is different. But you also need to learn work ethic, in my opinion. Just because you're going to complain about working 40 hours doesn't mean anything. You need to learn work. Your phone video is full. Oh, son of a bitch. But I mean, it it shows work ethic. I I lost track for a second because we had a we had a phone issue. Yeah, you're good now. Um, I mean, you you need to learn it somewhere. Uh, you're gonna have to pick up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm fucking confused now. Oh, you're good. No, we were just talking. You know, the people when they're young, they think that's their time to be free. And I think that what I what I wish I would have known when I was younger. Like I was on the right track, but I wasn't executing well enough Mm -hmm. because I was working hard. I was working lots of hours as much as I could. I was always volunteering for more. Um, When I worked at Halliburton, they uncapped our hours. I was working 18 hours a day every day. I didn't take a day off for like three months. Mm -hmm. I was just, but I was taking all that money and blowing it like crazy. Yeah. So that's where I wish I had part of it downright. Like 
I wasn't trying to find a part-time job so I could spend all my other time doing dumb shit. I had the working part down and I had the party part down. So I think what people need on this part of what we're talking about, you need to party hard. You need to have fun. You need to do that shit when you're young because you don't want to be doing it when you're 30 and you don't want to have kids and then try to be those parents that are out drinking, not taking care of your kids, shit like that. Yeah. So that, that is the time frame to do that. But today it seems like they say you should only be doing that. And I think that's wrong. You should be working and doing that. And then there would be a bunch of advice I'd give to 21-year-old Albert that I think a lot of people need these days. Okay. What do you got? So, like, I did pretty good. I bought my house pretty young. I think I was 23 when I bought my house. I don't know how many people I know that haven't bought a house for the wrong reasons in their 30, 40, 50. Now, there's right reasons. Like, you've expressed why you haven't bought a house. You have a right reason. What I'm talking about is I'm talking about people who are still moving from third floor apartment to third floor apartment well into their 30s because they never even tried to buy a house. They just keep bouncing from rental to rental. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. There's reasons. You want to travel. You want to explore. That's a good reason. But not buying a house because you can't afford it and you're 30, that's stupid. If you would have worked harder when you were younger, you could have done it. But I mean, at the same time, if you're able to afford rent nowadays, especially where we live, you can afford a fucking mortgage. Most likely, yeah. Um, you just got to cut back a little bit in your personal life. Well, and that, that's, that's a double-edged sword too. Cause I, I do know a big problem I had when I was buying my house, there's no information. Dude, it's so confusing. Yeah. Like, first of all, buying a house is way more complicated than it needs to be. My, when I bought my house, it should have been the simplest deal ever. And it was still super complicated. I rented the house for four years. Mm-hmm. Maybe I was 24 when I bought it. So I think I rented it for four years when I bought it. And I think I moved in here when I was 20. But it was been here for that long. I've been here for a minute, bro. Since 2013. Oh, shit. Okay. I didn't know it's been that long. Yeah. Okay. But I bought it from the landlord and it was like the easiest deal ever. He was like, yeah, go get it appraised. Whatever it appraises for, you can buy it. And that was a good deal for me at the time because Colorado market was stupid hot back then. Houses were selling in two, two, three days for well over asking. People were getting in, you know, paying a hundred percent of asking price and then throwing in 20, 30 grand on the side to execute deals. So me not having to compete on the open market was a no brainer. And the fact that I wouldn't have to pay over asking. So, but like, I learned that it's not that hard to buy a house. I mean, it's still complicated, dude. I had to sign a stack of pages, 12 inches high. Oh yeah. Stack of papers the size of a Harry Potter book. Oh yeah. And because I have four names, I had to sign each (laughs) like variation of said four names. It was ridiculous. But when you're younger, like you're kind of given this impression that you can't buy a house until you're 30. And that's not true. So I think that's what happened. That's what makes a lot of people put that on the back burner. Mm-hmm. They think it's so hard and it's impossible. It's not. It is hard, but you don't have to be, you don't have to have an 800 credit score. You don't have to have 150 grand down, but they don't do mortgage companies and realtors. They don't do a lot of advertising and explaining that to people. Cause I think if a lot of people heard that when they were younger, they would have set their buying a house goal a lot sooner. It also could come from, like we were talking how times are changing, you know, we don't want to work 60 years for the watch. Um, it could also follow down to how, like I said, times are changing and your parents 
you know, you have to have a house by this certain age. You have to have a full-time job. You have to have that job, that 60-year job. You have to have a 401k. You have to have all these things by X amount of date. So it creates this pressure that doesn't really need to exist. I mean, we're going to, dude, we're going to live till fucking 80, 90 years old. You have our, your entire life, but obviously you want to start sooner than later. Yeah. You oh, want to yeah. be able to set up your 80 year old life. Exactly. At, at your, tw- at 20 or, tw- you know, your 20 year age. Yeah. Um, but like you said, the house buying process, they need to make it less intimidating. It, that's, that's a better way to say exactly what I was trying to say. <laughs> they make it super intimidating and it's not, it is difficult, but it, it's not as bad as you think it is when you're 21 years yeah. old. And the other thing, the sooner you buy it, the sooner it's going to build equity, the sooner you can resell it, refinance it, build it. Maybe you bought your first house and it's the house you want to stay in, mm-hmm. you know, the sooner you're going to pay it off. You buy a house at 20, you're going to have it paid off by the time you're 55. If you take the full term to pay it, mm-hmm. you're going to be 55 years old and own a house. And the one thing in America that never over a long scale of time, never loses value is property. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. The house prices go up and down year to year, but find me somebody who bought something in 1950. That's worth less now than it was then you're not it all moves with inflation and all the shit and it's just a great investment so granted i had when i was 21 i was working with like a 30 year old you know as many hours as i could as much as i could this that and the other i just wish i would have executed better on what i was doing with all that money well like like we were saying you can do so much more with your money nowadays compared to when we were that age there the internet has blown up to where you can buy rental properties you can invest into all these different crazy fucking places you you can make your money do so much nowadays yeah well and that's what i'm saying like you get that house bought you know that turns into equity by the time you're 30 you could refinance it pull a shitload of money out and invest that in rental properties cars whatever the fuck you want mm-hmm. you know rebuilding the house to make it worth even more yep all kinds of cool shit buying a second house in a different state if you want to move around a bit all kinds of shit and i think people People just, I don't know if it's, we're not explained enough when we're younger, we're too stupid to see it. I don't know. But the people that are also teaching us came from the age where that they don't have what we have nowadays. Exactly. That's the other thing I was going to say is the, the mentors I had back then were a lot different. I had a lot of the do it while you're young. The good thing I had is I had a lot of old guys who were still working those 60, 70 hours with me. That's telling you to enjoy your life. They're, no, they were telling me, yeah, keep doing this while you're young. So you're not my age doing it. Oh, okay. Yeah. I had a, like, I worked when I was at Halliburton working 18 hour days. I was, there was a guy who was working with me. He was 69, no, 70 something. He'd already retired from the postal service. He had a full pension from the postal service and he came back to work. Now he had some personal reasons. He didn't need to. You're bored. No, he, they were looking to expand their life quite a bit outside of Colorado. Mm. So he was, he, he had a plan. He was going to be at Halliburton for five years. He's putting this much in a 401k because Halliburton matched it dollar for dollar, yada, yada, yada. He's building, he's building a larger nest egg because he planned on literally spending the last 25 years of his life doing whatever the fuck he wanted and not have to think about money. Mm-hmm. And he figured to do that, he had needed to work for 10 more years. And they were going to travel the world, all kinds of cool shit. But his whole thing was, if he would have thought of that at 20, he wouldn't have to come back for those 10 more years when he was older. He was like, I could have done a little better back then, and I'd still be able to do what I want to do now. Yeah, instead of doing it for the last 25 years, I can do it for 40. Exactly. That was kind of his point. So I had that good mentorship too. Mm -hmm. 
But like I said, I just wish with my money, I did better things with it. I wish I would have bought the house even sooner. I wish I would have bought it when I was 21, not 24. Yeah. Um, I wish I would have invested in certain things, maybe stocks or gold, hard assets, instead of drinking so much of that money. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm also happy I did a lot of that drinking and fun too. I'm not saying go be a, no, don't a go, hermit. Don't go turn into a fucking alcoholic. Yeah. Like I definitely w- was for a while, yeah. but it's like some people think you have to be one or the other. You have to be like this most antisocial weirdo or you have to be borrowing money to go party. It's like get that fine, happy middle ground. And I think a lot of kids that age need to do that. And that's just talking about the whole work life, party life shit. And I mean, now coming to my advice within the workplace, that's completely different. There's a lot of things I did in the workplace. I wish I would have done different. One of those things is, uh, you know me, I'm always contradicting myself. The 27 different jobs, certain jobs I wish I would have stuck with longer. Not saying I'd stick with them for 20 years, but there's some jobs I wish I would have stuck with longer. Is that because the, the you could have reached a certain position where you could have learned more things to help you in the future or what is it? Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Reach uh, that estimator position to learn numbers a little bit better. Reach that management position to learn how to manage a little bit better. Oh yeah. Type thing. Well, I had a crazy work career. You know, I was thrown into a high level management position when I was 21. Stupid move. Great learning experience for me. Not the greatest move overall, but I just wish the job I had previous to that one at Halliburton, I was just a grunt, just doing the work. I wish I would have stuck with that job a little longer. Um, I wish I would have invested more in my 401k then. I still would have cashed it out by now. Don't get me wrong. I'm not a big believer in 401ks at the moment. Just look at the stocks and what they're doing. <laughs> but I didn't take a good enough advantage of you know companies matching that 401k you know, your, your job does that. And yeah, I didn't they take, match 3%. Yeah, yeah. I didn't take like when I was at Halliburton at that time, I think they matched up to eight, but my dumbass needed beer money. So I'm like, I'm only putting 1% in, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, I should have still had my beer money and just put the 8% in and just drink a little less beer maybe. Yeah. I was like that for a while too. Cause it was the 401k option. And you know, I, I definitely slacked on that where I could have been, been ahead of it for five years and then an HSA account, all those other types of things where you're like, nah, I'm, I'm fine. I'm golden. I'm, I'm fucking made of, made of steel. Nothing's going to hurt me. Yeah. I don't need all those fancy packages and stuff like that. And then you hit fucking 27. You're like, oh, I guess I should have started Wi-Fi okay at 24. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, things like that. I mean, because then you could use that money to do the things like buy a house or buy a second house, stuff like that. Um, HSA, if you work your HSA accounts just right. I don't think you even need health insurance if you do it good enough Mm -hmm. because a lot of companies will match HSA contributions. So you get double money put in up to a percent and you can, that money is pre-tax. So then it makes your tax liability at the end of the year, even less. So it just, it has multiple advantages that you really don't understand when you're 21 thinking about the weekend. So I think that would be some of the advice I'd give a younger person is yes, go party on the weekend. Yes. Responsibly. Party till four, be at work at seven. Don't be late. Do that a few times. I remember those. Yeah. They're not like you look back on them and they're not fun, but they are, you do learn something doing it. 
you learn that you need to go to bed and slam a fuckload of water and take some Advil before you <laughs> fall asleep. Yep. So I, I do think you should do that when you're younger. That way you're not, you also won't have that desire to do it when you're older. You know what I mean? If, like I said, you don't want to be too much of a hermit. And then when you're 30, you're out or 40 or 50, you're out there at the bar trying to do it. Cause that's mm-hmm. just embarrassing. So you gotta, you gotta keep your personal life a little exciting and a little fun when you're younger. But I think if people took work more serious, they'll, they would get a lot more enjoyment later in life. Yeah. Yeah. We, as the younger, gen, the people younger than us, they come up, our attention spans get shorter and shorter. Obviously ours are a lot shorter than our parents, mm-hmm. but we still, still see the big picture at the end of the, you know, that we're aiming for. And I'm sure younger, younger kids have a big picture. It might be a little bit more unrealistic or, um, imaginated than what we would think of, but their attention spans a lot uh, quicker. So it's trying to find that balance and, you know, they need to understand, how do I say it without trying to sound like that fucking adult? (laughs) Um, You know, if you, yeah, same thing you're saying, put the work in now so you don't have to later. Um, There's a fuckload of opportunities out there. Yeah. There's a lot more opportunities out there nowadays that we didn't have 10 years ago. Yeah. What our parents didn't have at the age of 30. Yeah. I guess it just comes down to making sure when I tell people like my younger brothers is it's, it's not all about being happy and being fun and partying all the time when you're young, but it's also not a hundred percent work your life away when you're young either. You just, you got to balance it. Don't go too hard one way or the other. Cause you're going to regret it either way later. Yeah. You party too much when you're young, you're going to regret it later. You work too much when you're young, you're going to regret it later either mm-hmm. way. So ba- balance it a little better. Don't listen to these people who say, fuck a job. A job is a job. Only work your 38 hours. Take an extra 20 minutes at lunch. Don't do that shit. You know, do the work, do it hard, do it well. Make a make a positive name for yourself. Yeah, and then invest in much in your future as you can when you're young, whether that's mm-hmm. buying houses, buying, paying off cars instead of holding on to car notes for as long as you can, shit like that. And then, like, in the workplace, I guess, try to get back to what I was saying is, don't jump jobs too much, but not too little either. It's also about a balance because I am a firm believer is this is not the same world where you go work 25 years, get a Rolex, and get a good retirement. I I was quick to remind people a lot, like, you think this company is going to care about your back when you're 65? Like, you got to keep that in mind, but you also got to keep in mind, I want to be the hardest worker on the job site too. So you got to balance that out. You know, don't, don't go too hard for a company that really doesn't care about you, but mm-hmm. don't go too little either because then you're going to regret it on your end. You need to, you know, work hard put in that time and look, try to look from the outside at your position and think about, I don't like this now, but is there something this company offers that will be better in two or three years? Yeah, I left jobs for 50 cent raises. Maybe not the best move. I've stayed at jobs because they were consistent. Once again, maybe not the best move. I missed a lot of opportunities sticking at a job because it was consistent. I, I bounce back and forth between I'm going to work here for 30 years and I want that steady Eddie life 
and then to where I'm at now, which is the most risk you could ever have is being self-employed. You know, my mortgage is completely relying upon me. There's nothing else that can make or break it. So bounce around a little bit, but don't, don't be like the friend we were talking about that had eight, nine, 10 jobs within a year span. I have a funny story. Uh, I've talked about before that really old guy I pipelined with. He told me about a time he had three jobs in a day. <laughs> yeah. Was it the, the fucking cleanup crew, the cutting crew, and then the fucking fill crew or what? Three different pipeline companies working on the same line. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> and, and he said by the next Monday, he was back at the first one. <laughs> so it was four <laughs> jobs within a Friday and a Monday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it was three on the Friday. So don't be that crazy. But also, you know, if the company's not taken care of and there's better opportunities, like don't stay there just because it's steady. Yeah, don't. So know your worth at, at one point, but also don't think you're the top shit because you, 90% of the time you're not. You are, everyone is replaceable. Um, so coming into a job thinking you're the fucking best hoe hand at, at age 20 doesn't always mean <laughs> you're the best hoe hand. Oh, definitely not, um, I can tell you that. And also, if you are that 18 to 21 year old, you know, you know, whatever, getting out of high school, or you're maybe you've been fast food for a few years or you've been in, in the office for a few years and you're trying to make that change. There is no problem trying those couple jobs that you're talking about to find your fit. You might you might go work for an electrician for a year and you're like, I don't I don't, I don't like this. Oh yeah. And then you can you, you can jump to a plumber, you can jump to a framer, or you can jump to an operator. Um there's no problem with trying all of those to see where which one is, you know, really the one that you like. Oh yeah. Because at the same time, you get to learn how to do all those things at the same time. Because now, within those last five years, you know how to, you might have learned how to run some wire through a house. So if you have an electrical problem, you you have some sort of knowledge in that. If you were a plumber, you, you, know, you know how to fix your water heater. You don't have to call a plumber yep. for those tedious types of things. These blue collar jobs, they really bring you a lot of life advice to where you don't have to call people every time something breaks down. Yep. No, that, I mean, those are all great points. Like, definitely. Like people, people sometimes get a little awe inspired at how much stupid things I can do. Mm -hmm. And I tell people that's the result of doing a lot of different things. Mm -hmm. You know, I was, my dad was an electrician. I was out being his little, uh, free labor force when I was 13 years old in between during the summer. And sometimes even during school, he'd come pull me out of school to go help him at work. Bro, I have a tight spot I need and I need you. (laughs) It was more like, uh, we got to hand dig this. So while you do that, I'm going to go inside and work (laughs) on this stuff. Um, no, stuff like that. Um, I had something else in here. Uh, oh, make sure you have goals. Yes. So while you're young and you're thinking about partying on the weekend and you're thinking about getting a raise, make sure you set a few long-term goals too, not just those ones. What, no matter what those ones are, just try to decide as young as you can if you want to own a house or not. Try to decide if you want to live where you live or not. All those things because the sooner you set it up, the easier it's going to get to accomplish. And then the other thing I want to say to a lot of young people is, how do I say this nicely? Don't be a bitch. (laughs) I don't know. Don't be a bitch. I don't know how many times you're on a job site with a bunch of hard blue collar workers and you'll get a guy who can come in there and he can take the shit. You know, he can, he can take the shit talking. He can take the shit work and he's great. 
And I see guys come in and cry and moan about every little thing. This guy was mean to me. He asked me to do this. He told me to do that. He didn't say it nicely. He didn't say please. He, uh, you know, these guys made me hold a cement bag over my head and then cut it. Like it's called hazing and it has a purpose. Hazing is a fun way to weed out the weak. Mm -hmm. So just keep that in mind. Especially in the oil field. I mean, it's all good fun. It's it really is, and we all probably went through it. Where yeah. do you think we got the ideas? Yeah, <laughs> like you know how many seismic tests I've seen run with a sledgehammer. Do you know what that is? I know what seismic is, and I can only imagine what you're doing. Yeah, we used to take like an air compressor hose, put it in a piece of pipe, lay it on the ground, tell some new guy to grab a sledgehammer and beat the shit out of the ground so we can measure the seismic waves. Yeah. <laughs> or being a boulders helper, you have to go catch air for air quality tests. Or sparks. Or sparks, yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like those things are all in How good. many turns does it take to get the fucking mat hook to to come undone, come undone when it just sits there and spins freely? <laughs> yeah. Or tell people don't spin the excavator more than 10 times to the left. It'll come undone. That's why they swing from left to right and all day long so that way they don't, they don't unscrew it. Yeah. No, I mean, it's all in good fun. So the more fun you have with it, the you're... you're you're proving something about yourself on the job site. Mm -hmm. If you if you come off too much of a either a a, a, a not bitch. a bitch or not a team player, you're not going to get certain opportunities. So if you see some hazing, have fun with it. I mean, if it gets excessive too, you know you can put a kibosh to it. Yeah, I've, there's a difference between hazing and bullying. I've had to stop a few guys from when the hazing got a little too dangerous or too far. So just. Be wary of it, but don't go complain. You know, if if you get caught doing a seismic test and <laughs> slinging a sledgehammer at the dirt for 10 minutes, don't go cry to your boss that a bunch of guys tricked you into doing <laughs> it. But then again, if, you know, like on the pipeline life, if you see a guy who's like, go down into this ditch and do that, hey, you're not supposed to be in the ditch. Make sure you don't do that. Or if you're a guy and you see another guy doing that, tell him not to, mm -hmm. stuff like that. But that's a big problem I've seen. A lot of people just come from a different world. They come in there and then they come in very fragile. Yeah. They, this guy tossed a dirt clot at me and it's the end of the world. You know, it's stupid. I've seen some meltdowns over some silly shit. I've straight put straw bales around pickups so people can't move just for fun. <laughs> That's awesome. And then I get a text like you motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I used to go switch. I remember when Cody was here, we talked about the deer control versus cat controls. Oh yeah. At the end of the day, uh, I was one of the only guys with a jag up tank in my truck. So all these other guys would, can you go fill up my shit for me? I'd switch everything to deer controls in the next morning. <laughs> you motherfucker. <laughs> I'd fucking switch everything to deer controls. <laughs> yeah, just, change their radio to the Spanish station. Oh, we used to do all that All their too. presets are changed. The yeah. heater's on. Oh, that was a good one too. I used to, people would be out of their trucks. So I'd go start like, when I worked at the directional drilling company, we'd have three or four trucks on a job site. And we're like on the side of the road. They're all parked together. So guys would be out working like in the winter. So I'd go, I'd go to their truck, crank the AC, turn everything up. So I'd be sitting there idling for like an hour with the AC just blasting. And then they'd be like thinking they're done, run to their truck to get warm. And it's a fucking freezer in there. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd do the opposite in the summer, crank the heat. And then oh, I'll, you're or, or, I'd get in there and turn the radio up all the way, turn the wipers on, the hazards, fuck all kinds of shit up, and then turn it off. So I get in there and it's like a straight panic because everything's gone. I used to do that shit all You're the time. You're a hell to work with. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, yeah, I used to do that quite a bit. But yeah, I would I would say that's a big thing. I, I just noticed that sometimes this like hazing 
is is what it is and it does have a purpose it's not not all the time is it bullying mm-hmm. sometimes it is but not all the time so don't don't freak out too much when you're getting teased and fucked around with a little bit yeah it's part of the job and don't don't ruin it for everyone else you know and it it also covers kind of what we've been talking about if you're that new guy or the younger guy and you're trying to learn coming into these you know blue collar fields you want to find the right crowd to be around because you you see the crowds all the time. You, you'll see the people that, you know. Yeah, I put that in the note too. It's kind of like high school. There's cliques. Yeah, the, yeah, the cliques. You want to make sure you follow the right one. You don't want to be with the ones that spend all their time partying because if you do that, you're going to spend, you know, you, more of your focus is going to be partying. You don't want to be the, the person that's more safety driven. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it because you're, to, to a degree, there's nothing wrong with it. Then you turn into the fucking person that says, the book says you can't do that. <laughs> we were making fun of the... Uh me and my wife are making fun of our kids and my five-year-old and my two-year-old are complete opposites and Haley's like what are they going to be when they are she said something and I was like my oldest he's going to be the safety guy the youngest with the mullet he's going to be the reason there's a safety guy because <laughs> they are two opposite mentalities that's funny yeah but yeah the clicks make sure you fall you know just make sure you're in the right click because the click you're in is also going to help. It's going to tell which path you're going to go down and just look at the path. Yeah. It's laid out right in front of you. Yeah. I always tell younger guys, go hang out with the old guys. Just Mm -hmm. make sure it's not the grumpy old guy who hates everything. Yeah. Find, find the old guy that still kind of likes his work and hang out with him a lot. They'll teach you a ton. And then, uh, be open to criticism. Definitely. And in the worst, most indirect ways, (laughs) I will tell you right now, there's a gentleman that I've worked with. Great dude. But he's got some anger problems, and we were working on a job over in Louisville area. And it was something I've never done before because we were prepping a parking lot. We were blue-topping everything so that way he can come in and get paved. And I've never blue-topped before. I don't know grade that well. I was in the skister. He was He's the blade guy, and mm-hmm. I was just trying to help. And we were trying to get done for the day, and I, I can't remember if it was a Saturday or not, but either way, it was late in the day. And it just wasn't, we were having problems with compaction constantly. And we took dirt out of a spot because it was, it would, it wasn't working. So I'd bring back, I'd, you know, bring Phil in so we can fix it. And it was just constant being yelled at by him. And I almost came out and fucking got my truck and left. I said, if you want to keep fucking yelling at me, do it your fucking self. Yeah. I'm not here to get berated because I don't know what I'm doing. I'm trying but don't treat me any less. Yeah. See, I guess that's what I was kind of putting out. Like that guy wasn't hazing you. He's just being an asshole. Yeah. And that's a problem. That's why I tell people, don't confuse that guy with Albert who tells you to get a hammer and do a seismic test. Yeah. No, I mean, he, the dude's a great dude. It was yeah. situations, stress was caused, and his temper rose a lot faster than mine to where I was like, go fuck yourself. I'm done. Yeah. No, and, and I'm just saying, I see a lot of people confuse that. They yeah. think the hazing is the problem you had, and it's like, it's not. Those are two different things. Just just know where you stand. Mm-hmm. And if that guy is being an asshole, call him out on it, get in your truck and leave, do what you got to do. Yeah. You know, but don't go to the boss and complain that Albert with the sledgehammer who went and cranked your heater in the middle of the summer was that guy. I'm just trying to cook your raviolis <laughs> you left in the dashboard, bro. <laughs> yeah, they're boiling now. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have to turn that AC on to cool them down. Right. No, <laughs> I, that would be, I guess, some of the advice. I just, I don't know. I look back and wish I would have done some things different. And I see, you know, my younger brothers are always asking me questions and I got young neighbor. I see, I just see it a lot. And I'm just like, 
like on the jumping jobs thing, I'm like, yeah, jump jobs, fine. Like you said, experience. I, like, I'm a firm believer. I don't think anyone should even be allowed to go to college until they're 21. I think you should have to go live life for a few years. And that doesn't mean live life partying. That means go work a job. Go get a little bit of experience outside of school. Yeah. Go, go, go work construction, go work fast food, go be a receptionist, go be a, uh, uh, apprenticeship doing something before you have to go sign a big ass loan for school that you could have bought a house with. Cause maybe you'll find out real quick school wasn't for you. How many kids go to school and then drop out by the time they're 21? Oh yeah. Or they, you know, they get tuition for half the year and they're like, Oh, I don't like this. Yeah. And that they, you know, whatever tuition is 20 grand. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just throwing <laughs> out a random number now that now they have 20 grand they have to owe back and it was just wasteful. Yeah. And I think that would help a lot with, you know, like these days, along with inflation, part of that is they want to forgive student debts. And it's like, I didn't choose to go. To, I didn't choose for you to go to school. I shouldn't, my tax money shouldn't have to help you pay for it. Mm-mm. That is, uh, it's a hard subject. You know, I understand the reason for college educations most of the time, but I would say along with, along with this society moving into a world where, like we talked about, it was, it was super weird to find a guy who had a bunch of jobs in the sixties. You know, yeah, that's very true. And then I even talked. The question would be like, "Why? What's wrong with exactly. you? Exactly. What are you doing?" And like I, I told you earlier, I had that company. I applied for a job. They're like, "You've had three jobs in the last five years." And I was like, "Those are rookie numbers. You should see them with some of my friends." You know, <laughs> I'm one of the. I'm I'm considered the steady Eddie by my group of friends. Mm-hmm. But that that question of people staying at certain jobs is starting to become less frequent. And I'd say the same as that question is becoming less of an issue. So is college education because people like me and you are getting older and we're getting into owning companies and management positions and we didn't go to college. So us thinking you need college to be capable of doing certain things is becoming less and less relevant. Cause yeah. I remember when I first went into the workforce, there were certain jobs. It's like, you you have to have a college degree. Yeah, they don't care what the degree is in. You just have to you have need it. A bachelor's degree. Yeah, you need oh, a, in what Vet, veterinary? Anything to go a, fucking pour concrete? Any four year <laughs> degree, and then you can have this job. It's like I can do the job, but I don't have the four year degree. I think that problem is slowly going away too. Yeah. So I would also tell kids be careful about college. You know, don't jump right into it. Go work for a year or two at least before you decide, because it might even change what you think you want to do. Yes. So, and I. Th- corporations and businesses are also seeing that change, you know, where people don't want to stay there for so long. So they're changed their, their, they're changing their workplace cultures and stuff like that to where not necessarily accommodating, but they're changing their values to make it where a place you want actually want to work. It's not like you're going to go work at the postal service and suffer for, for 50 years just to get the pension. <laughs> yeah. These companies are going to, they're making it, um, a little bit more, I guess, bearable, a little, you know, more wanting to be here. I think forgiving too. Like your company is really good about that. I, there's a lot of people who leave your company and go back, leave your company and go back. Yes. Your company, the exit process with your company I've noticed was very cordial. There's no animosity where there's other companies who aren't, who are still kind of back in the seventies and eighties where it's like, no, this is an official divorce. We never want to hear from you again. Yeah. Look, I, I've been at my company for over a decade. When you put all the time together, I got fired in 2011. Fired or let go, whichever way you want to look at it. I don't remember. That was a long time ago. <laughs> and then I quit for two months. And then I've been there, yeah, since I, I, I started in 2010. Yeah. 
Well, I think that's... So I've had a year and a half off since then. Yeah, and I think that. that's just your company. Like, the people over there have realized, like, guys are going to go want to try different things or they're going to get better opportunities. Doesn't mean we have to hate them and we don't want them to hate us either. You know, they might come back in two years, five years, 10 years, 20 years, mm-hmm. and we'll welcome them back and they'll come back with a good attitude about it. Um, there's some other companies. Halliburton was also pretty good at that. I know a lot of guys who work there for two, three years and then jump ship to another company, go back. Um, Liberty Oil Field Services. I know a bunch of guys who've bounced in and out of that place and they're getting, it's becoming less of an issue to move around. So make sure when you're younger, you take advantage of that in the most positive ways you can. Yeah, agreed. That also means when you leave a job, leave on good terms. Don't burn bridges unless you really fucking mean it. <laughs> I've only burned one bridge in my life. The bridge I burnt was Carl Jr. when I quit fast food. I mean, you can. they probably had a new manager three weeks later that didn't even know you worked there. So That was the one job where I did not give my two weeks notice. <laughs> I walked in and said, here's my shit. Yeah. That was, I mean, that was also in high school because I've always been the guy that, I mean, I've quit three jobs in my life. Yeah. And I always gave a notice besides Carl's Jr. Yep. No, so that, I always tell people to try to leave on good terms. Even if you're a little mad, leave on Like I was mad when I left on Halliburton. Just, Go home and sleep on it. If you, if you want to quit the next morning, you're still calm down enough to where you're not going to be, you're not, you're not going to make a fool of yourself. Yeah. Just, you never know. You might want to go back in five years. Yeah. Maybe 10. Who knows? Maybe two days. Leave I've, that, seen, I've leave seen that, that too. Do, leave that door <laughs> cracked open. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely advise people to do that as much as they can. But those are just definitely some of the pieces of advice I try to give younger people. I'd I'm, s- I'm trying to think of questions to ask, but I mean, we've, we've kind of, I would say the only, all the only one we haven't addressed is how old do you think you should be when you should really know what the fuck you're doing? Um, never dude, 50, <laughs> 40, 30. Oh man. It's, it's so hard to say nowadays because everyone says you need to have it. You need to have it figured out when you're young, but at the same time, I don't think so because my ex-wife was always so concerned. Like I'm 30. I don't have my life figured out. I was like, okay, so, and then I listen to a lot of Gary V now. And he's, you know, he's like, dude, we're going to live till we're 80, 90, hundred years old. You have, you're, you're 20 years old and you're bitching about nothing. You could work three different jobs for 20 years. Yeah. You <laughs> still have 60 years of life. You can still do so much. Yeah. Obviously you need to hustle and grind a little bit to make the money and, you know, support yourself. But I, like we were talking about, like we mentioned earlier, I think it's a healthy way to kind of map out. If you're at the age of 20, kind of map out a year, map out five years. Where do you want to be in, you know, where do you want to, where do you want to be in the next year, next five years, 10, 15, 20. And guess what? In five years, when you hit that first five years, the next 15 might completely change, but you are working towards something. You always have something mapped out for you. Every people change, people evolve. Um, just make sure you always have that spark that that drive and ambition to, to do something you might not want to be the best dozer hand you might want to change it and you might want to start a fucking t-shirt brand who knows mm-hmm. um but always have that next curiosity and that next passion and just be ready yeah. always not thrill seek i don't know be, just, just be driven be, be driven and just map constantly be self-aware enough to map out your future yeah See, I contradict myself on that one all the time because I look back and I was all about being a truck driver when I was 21. Mm -hmm. Then I let it go for eight years and look at where I'm at. So I'm always, you know, hindsight's always 20-20. I'm like, if I would have stuck with it then, I'd be so much further now. Yeah. Like, 
I knew at a young age I probably wouldn't be able to work for somebody forever. And that's changed. Like I've definitely found jobs I felt like I could have worked there forever. And there's also been jobs where I was there and I knew it wasn't going to be forever. And I'm still, sometimes I still think I can never work for someone else. But then sometimes I'm like, well, I don't know. Maybe I, I could go work for this specific person or this specific company for a long time because they treat people good. Mm-hmm. So I bounce back and forth. And I contradict myself because I always say kind of what you said is the specifics aren't important. It's the... The quality of life. Yeah, it's it's where you're going that's important. But then I also look back and say, if I would have just stuck with truck driving when I was 21, or if I would have stuck with the idea of opening my own company when I was 21, imagine where I could be now. But I could also be worse off, so there's that too. There's, that's the way I see that. That's a, a way of holding yourself back because you're more worried about what's going on behind you in the past, and you're, it can be looked at as a form of self-sabotage. Yeah. But you got to remember, we're talking 20-year-olds who don't have a past yet. Yeah. So what, what what I try to do when younger people are around is I tell them, I think by maybe your mid to late 20s, not saying you need to have where you're going to work out, work your entire life figured out or where you're going to live, but you need by your late 20s, mid to late 20s, you definitely need to have the direction that you're going. Uh, yeah kind of locked in like a direction's a good good way to put it yeah like you don't need to say oh i'm gonna work for abc company until i'm 60 but i think by your mid to late 20s you should definitely know like i am going to be a construction worker i want to go live by the beach i want to go have a farm in the fucking sticks in tennessee yeah on 15 acres i want i want this i want that you should have that goal that end goal to get to yeah i think you should definitely like when you're 20, you should be open to all things. Yeah. You should be like, maybe I want to go work in an office. Maybe I want to work outside. Maybe I want to be a mechanic. Maybe I want to be a accountant. I don't know. You should be open to everything. But I think by your mid to late 20s, you should definitely have the direction pretty permanent. Not not saying, like I said, ABC company, but if you're working concrete, mm-hmm. you, you should say, okay, this is what I'm going to do. This is the industry I want to be in. Not saying I need to be with Joe Bob Concrete Company, but- I want to be a finisher or I want to be an appraiser or I want to be, I, I want to, I want to own three of my yeah, own concrete. Trucks. I want to own my own construction company or my own concrete company. Like you should definitely have the general direction executed because I do see people that are our age or older who are still like as undecided as I was when I was 20. Yeah. Maybe and, I should do this. Maybe I should do that. Yeah. And I think, granted but at the same time there's nothing wrong with it depending on the venture because some sometimes like owning a concrete truck that might take 10 years to actually get to yeah because that's not gonna that's not cheap but i would also say if you've decided that when you're 25 you'll have it by 35 rather than deciding it by 35 and not having it till you're 45 yeah so i would i tell people like that's all i say is i just i try to make sure like not to sound dumb and to i i I quit trying not to contradict myself because I'm a walking contradiction. But why go left when I could go right? Exactly. Why go right when I could go left? Just go straight. I mean, people have seen me. You might see me in a button up and a fucking straw hat, and I also got double zero gauged ears and tattoos all over me. I'm I'm a walking contradiction. <laughs> so it happens. I'm just saying, when you're young, go do all the things. Do what you have to be. Make sure you take advantage of the situations you're presented. And then start thinking about long-term goals. Like, no, you don't need to work for a certain company for 20 years, but say, hey, I want to own a house. So you don't, 
who you work for doesn't matter if you want to own a house. It's what owning the house is what matters. So you just need that down payment and that consistent flow. Yeah. Execute on those goals. And I think those are like the best way I could tell young people. I got three brothers all in that age range Mm -hmm. and they're always asking me things. And that's kind of what I try to tell them is here's what I think I did wrong. Here's what I could have done better. Here's the things I wish I would have done. Take for it, take it how you will, but just make sure by the time you're my age, you at least know where you're going. Yeah. The things are going to change along the way for sure, but just try to have that figured out. So I don't know. I hope that works for some people. I'm sure there's people that are still, like you said, you might get to be 35 and be like, you know what? I want to go work in an office. I'm tired of being outside. Mm-hmm. I'm tired of working in this fucking heat. I'm tired of freezing my ass off in Colorado snows. I'm going to go work inside. I'm going to go push paper. Cool, bro. Fine. Just you got HR in there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there could be problems with it for sure. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I just think like if I would have had my general direction figured out three or four years earlier, I'd be a little f- better off now. Mm-hmm. Um, See, the, that's, that's what's crazy because Stacy and I talked about that a few weeks ago. Um, like I, like I said, I, I listen to a lot of Gary Vee and it's, you know, he talks about passion. You know, what's your passion? I was like, you know, fuck, what is my passion? Try, you know, really trying to think about that. And then you, you, that's definitely a, a solid question you need to ask yourself. It's, it's something you really need to get right with yourself. It's a hard one for me because I could be so passionate about something and fucking hate it 10 minutes later. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, it, it's something you really need to think about. It's, you really need to get real with yourself on it. You do. I mean, I do. I mean, people used, you used to not be able to come to my shop and not find a car I was working on. Mm-hmm. When's the last time you seen a car getting worked on in my shop? Uh, the last time I saw you work on something was your pickup. My work one? Yeah. It's because I had to. Not because yeah. I wanted to. <laughs> but there used to be shit here because I wanted it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Honda's in here all the fucking time. Yeah. I got, I got an old Monte Carlo I still have. I got an old C10 truck I still have. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was passionate about it. I'm not so more. Not so much anymore. But I think for me, that might just be because I'm... I've got some distractions I'm dealing with. It's not that I lost passion, but I would also tell people, just remember what you're passionate about when you're 21 might not be what you're passionate about when you're 31. Mm-hmm. Because when I was 21, I was passionate about drinking beer and fucking tubing on the lake and that was it. Some black velvet Canadian whiskey. That was like 16, bro. I haven't touched that shit in years. I can't, I gag when I smell it now. <laughs> Bad days. Stay away. The shit comes in a glass bottle now though. <laughs> <laughs> I grew up when I drank and I was a peppermint schnapps kind of guy. I could, I used to be able to chug a whole bottle of that shit. Fucking delicious. But toothpaste. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I remember one time you got really mad at me. I think we were at the Kingsburg fair when we were young and you had this bottle of hypnotic and that shit was like the expensive cool shit when we were yeah, young. The blue bottle. Hell yeah. yeah. The blue. Yeah. The you blue handed truck. it to me and I think I chugged like three quarters of it and you were like, you motherfucker. Son of a bitch. <laughs> you know how much that bottle was? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, don't worry, dude. I got some black velvet in the car. You're like, oh, fuck you. God damn it. <laughs> I have to drink that nasty shit now. <laughs> but no, I mean, but that also goes back to see, have that fun when you're young. You won't have those memories either. So. Yeah. Have a little bit of fun. Just keep it, keep the direction going in the right direction. You know, don't, don't waste it all on the fucking black velvet and hypnotic. Permission ops and Bud Light. I definitely think you should waste a little bit on it. Yeah. So definitely ask yourself what's your passion. 
Yeah, I think I think you said it pretty well. Like, make sure you got those big 10, 15, 30-year goals. Just make sure you got them at least outlined, not specific, but, mm-hmm. you know, do you want to own a house? Do you want to live in Colorado? Do you want to live by the ocean? Write that shit down in pencil so that way it can be erased do and changed. You, exactly. Definitely do that. But do it. Yeah. So, you got anything you want to add? Mm, I don't. Are you? Do we, are we any further on our giveaway? Did you bring the thing? It's still in my pickup. And so, I see. So I'm, I'm looking. I'm looking at your tool, your <laughs> shelf over there, and I have your orbital sander in my pickup. Did it work? It fucking worked. Really? Yeah. That's crazy. So I borrowed an orbital sander from Albert. It's an older one that the Velcro doesn't work anymore. And I used it to vacuum out my pickup because if anyone has not seen the videos, people use the orbital sanders or like those high-powered mach- uh, massage guns. And if you put them on the floorboards of your vehicle, it pounds and vibrates the fucking dirt that's stuck to the bottom of the floor and it brings it to the surface. So when you vacuum it out, you're it's doing a really deep clean. And I took a couple of videos. I still might have them. But yeah, it, it worked on my pickup really well. That's weird. Dude, it's, it's nuts. Because <laughs> you... Obviously, you, you only vacuum what you see on top. Yeah. And then when you turn that fucking sander on, you just, it's just, and everything just rises to the top. You're like, holy fuck, this thing's dirty. That's crazy. Yeah. It, it makes you think that like, man, I kind of am a, a dirty person. Weird. I'm going to have to try it now. Yeah. But, you know, that's all I got. I mean, this was kind of just a episode to make sure we keep them rolling and. Giveaway. Talk about giveaway. giveaway. Oh yeah. Giveaway. So we got a cool giveaway. It's a nice thing that most blue collar hands-on people will use. Mm-hmm. It's uh, going to be a sweet one. How do you want to do it? Interactions, like you want to do likes or comments or something like that. Um, I made a clip from our episode with Kelly to talk about it, so we'll just do about it. We'll talk about it now again. Um, the more we like, the more we just interaction in general. Right now, we're just sweetening you up to warm those fingers up, hit the share buttons, hit the subscribe, the likes, the, and give us comments. Um. And we'll just keep working on it because we're going to get it personalized, correct? Yep. Okay. So the more interaction we get, the more people that get entered. We're not we're not starting it yet. We're, we're just trying to warm you up. You know, practice makes perfect. Repetition after repetition. So the more you do that, um, and then we'll just pick a random winner. So yeah, I think I think that's what we should. I think anybody who likes, comments, or shares in the next what's today. Today's the seven eighteenth. So by the thirty first. By the end of March? Yeah, this March thirty first. Well, well we'll be careful now. When's this episode coming out? Because it might come out three days before the the month ends. No, this episode's gonna drop the twenty second. So they only have a few days. Okay. I'll give it till April eighth. So on this giveaway. John's going to make a video specifically for the giveaway. And whoever comments on the the video John makes about the giveaway will get an entry and we'll draw a name at random. He's going to drop the, when do you want to do the video? Um, with this episode? With this episode, yes. So the video goes as followed. March, keep that fucking magnet away <laughs> from the phone. <laughs> I know, that's weird. Um, March 22nd is when this episode will, will air. So... The clip will be from that episode. March 22nd through April 8th. That's two and a half weeks of entries. You have that, that time frame to enter. One, all you have to do is comment on the video. 
this video that you're watching is going to be the one that you have to comment on. What word you just want them to say? I w- I watch the Blue Collar Syndicate. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. what you need to comment. Is I watch the Blue Collar Syndicate or I listen to the Blue Collar Syndicate. It needs to have the words Blue Collar Syndicate in the comment. So you have two and a half weeks to enter one entry, one enter per person. So you can you can comment John John Bow fifty times saying I listen to it, but you're only going to get one entry. You have two and a half weeks to enter, and then we will get a hold of you as the winner. We might we might draw a live. We might do a p- special video for the drawing, but one enter per person, random mystery prize. Here we go. <coughs> I like it. <clears throat> Perfect. <clears throat> All right. <clears throat> as now we can't talk, <clears throat> we might as well just hit the end button. <clears throat> so for those social medias, everybody, <laughs> we have TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. TikTok is Blue Collar Syndicate Pod. Facebook, the Blue Collar Syndicate Podcast. Instagram, the underscore Blue Collar underscore Syndicate. Just type them in the search bars. You'll find them. If you don't want to type them in, go to the show notes, and they are are clickable links, as you will find all of my stuff and all of Albert's stuff if you want to find us as well and just see who we actually are. That way we're not some dinks talking about random bullshit. Master dinks. And if you have any uh, um, show topics that you want us to touch on or you even have a question about this episode maybe you're that 18 year old that needs some life advice send us your comments send us even send us an email if you want and we can we can read it on the show and we can answer it for you hopefully we give you the best advice possible but we are not licensed therapists (laughs) (laughs) not even close no (laughs) i'm pretty good though i've been told i'm pretty good at it sometimes there you go so anyway and then i want to make a specific request if we have a listener that is willing to talk good, bad, and indifferent about the union, we'd like to figure out how to get together, especially if you're local here in Colorado. Okay. More importantly, if you're local here in Colorado. Um, Is that just, we just prefer that face-to-face. Yeah, well, and I want to bounce ideas and okay. opinions off of each other, cordially-ish. But I know the union for you union guys can be a little tricky with your pensions and maybe they don't like what you say. So maybe if you used to be union and you're, you're still very pro-union or anything or maybe had a sibling or a parent or somebody. Um, it's something I really want to talk about, but I want to make sure I'm not just talking out my ass and ranting Yeah, with, without any good rebuttals. I agree. That sounds good. So that's it for me today, guys. Yeah. Other than that, we'll see you next week. Later. Later.